I genuinely don't know anything about your home life. But a little bit, but I was like, don't talk to me yeah, yeah, yeah. in the car. Yeah, you gave me a ride home and I started to tell you and she's I, I was, was like I was just unloading my I finally felt comfortable uh with someone to like unload some of my traumas and I was like, This is nice, a friend and Nikki was like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm Nikki Bond, and my absentee rock and roll dad is taking a break from doing the podcast with me. So now I'm chatting with people whose parents screwed them up. So uh, welcome back. Today we have Zach Stein, funny comedian, big fan. Where should we start? I think a good place to start is uh-huh. um, uh, Surrogate Mom. I surrogate have. mom so okay. uh which was like in 89 i was born so it was different then it was so she's my biological mother my uh legal mom had a hysterectomy and i guess we could go even go further back to you know to get my mom's backstory to explain a little more about uh her and how she became so my mom is from lebanon and oh yeah yeah she had a okay. uh, Arranged marriage at 15, her first kid at 16. She, Whoa. Yeah, she fled civil war with, like, no money and, like, an infant child and uh, and came to America. And my dad was, like, her third husband. My dad, not like, my dad was her third husband. Wow. And, um, yeah, she succeeded a lot in the hair world and stuff. But uh, a little. What do you mean the hair world? Oh my! Uh, my family owned like hair salons. Oh okay, and stuff. okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if she's selling her hair for wigs. Like I didn't know what the hair <laughs> world. <laughs> like uh, Les Mis or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a great success. My mom would uh, sell her hair so she could feed her children for the day. It's pretty. Yeah, a it's real. A, uh, <laughs> you can make a lot of money of off your industry. hair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so yeah, so she had uh, had. Uh, three kids my uh, older brothers and sisters uh my the youngest of like my half siblings is uh was eight is 18 years older than me wow the oldest one's like 30 years older than me or maybe a little more so like, yeah he's uh he's almost 70 or like he's wait. like 65 my oldest brother what yeah <laughs> whoa whoa wait how old's your mom my mom's uh 80 or almost 80 Whoa. She's got like, cause she immigrated, so she's got like t- two different birthdays too. Oh my <laughs> no god! One, no one knows the real one. Holy <laughs> shit! So your oldest brother is sixty-five, not seventy-five. Yeah, sixty-five. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Go on. <laughs> I'm like, I'll shut up. <laughs> um, so yeah, weird background there, and then um, yeah, my mom had a hysterectomy, so she couldn't have kids. So, uh, for me and my brother, we had surrogate moms uh, who are our biological mothers. Um, I think usually you would go with the same person, but my brothers like kept, went into a whole legal battle and tried to get custody of him. And like your uh, brother, yeah, tried he to had, get no, he had a surrogate mom, and she, when he was born, was like, "I want to keep him." Whoa, yeah. you can't do that. No, no, but uh, there was like a famous case around the time or something that I wasn't even born yet, so I don't have a good memory of it. Yeah. But um, regardless, it was a whole legal battle, and it was like uh, a whole tough thing. So they went to they did me in Minnesota. Because, like, there were stricter laws. Okay. Like, less open for interpretation and stuff. Yeah, because that's traumatizing. Yeah. To think you're going to get a baby and then they change their mind. But also, I'm sure it's traumatizing carrying a baby and then being like, I don't want to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. I can see both camps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so that's, I mean, that's a, yeah. So that's always, I'm usually, like, the first person like that that anyone's ever met. But, um, yeah. (laughs) So, my, yeah. So, my mom's got my mom, my legal mother, who I consider my mom. I've, I've never, uh, really 
care too much now. I might do some like DNA tests at some point to find out if I'm like susceptible to diseases and stuff. Yeah. But as far as I'm concerned, uh, my mom is Heidi. She gets mad if I get I, I if I don't uh, say that I'm if I say that I'm suggest that I'm not Lebanese. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, she's you're like, like you're Lebanese. You're like, like I just I'm gonna look at my skin tone. You're like yeah. I do, yeah. You're like I I have blonde hair. For those of you who are, aren't watching, just listening, podcast, blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm yeah. like you're Swedish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My uh, my biological mother's like Swedish or Norwegian or one of okay, those. Yeah. There you go. But um, anyway, so my mom came from that really diff very difficult background. Uh, went a little bit nuts, I would say. Really? Oh uh, yeah, she's um, but uh, yeah. She, so she, <laughs> we're gonna hop right into it. She was yeah. very abusive. Was uh, she physically? Yeah, yeah physically, Damn. emotionally, all that. And just to me, like my brother never got hit once. He was two years older, and so it's like it's kind of like a like a oh borderline thing. Of are like, you the youngest? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, with like the first, with the uh, oldest two siblings, it was the other way. It was like the younger one was the like can Favorite. do no wrong prize, Whoa. and then the older one got a lot. But then he was able to take it out on the younger one. I couldn't take it out on anyone until I got to school, and then. <laughs> Whoa! And how old was she when she? How old were you when she started abusing you? Like, and, yeah. Yeah. How old were you? Like three, maybe oh two. God. Like my earliest memories. Uh, and how old do you know how old she was at the time so she's uh let's do some math it doesn't have to be exactly yeah, okay. so like um 30 years ago so she's like 50 okay about, yeah and, and she had just had a car accident that uh she she attributes a lot of it to that um and like she, that it like screwed her head up yeah or but she she had a pretty solid track record before that and she denies a lot of it she, oh, they all do yeah they yeah. all do and w you remember it from a three and if you're like i don't want to talk about it but yeah, otherwise that's i'm like I want, yeah we'll get details. to we'll probably get to it but i went to like a therapeutic boarding school for bad kids like a military no. school like, place so yeah we all we all had to like really share every detail of our life and personal story so now i'm like a bit of an overshare and stuff yeah. and i'm but I'm, I'm like it doesn't i feel, feel like it's a fine way to communicate and stuff i'm it's, very kind of and it open also about just my... helps people feel less alone i like yeah. a good or overshare yeah <laughs> nice. yeah um what was like when you were three so you remember that like what would she do um you know it's all kind of scattered there's a lot of blocked memories early and stuff but like even even at a young age it would be like uh um like she would slap me but like as hard as she could and then it's like if i'd cry oh she'd like go stop crying and slap me again oh no yeah and then like she would like choke me like uh, oh my god and like like she, she yeah, yeah like the rage in her eyes like it, yeah like i wasn't sure you know if uh yeah, she's gonna stop like pulling my ears till they bleed. Oh stuff my like god! That. <laughs> How do your ears bleed when you pull like them? from the the oh bottom, like where it connects or whatever? Oh my <laughs> god! I know, I know. <laughs> and was your dad around? Did yeah, you... yeah, he was around. He would they, like I had people who would like kind of protect me. She stopped being around like the salons uh, around that time, so she would uh, be home. And my dad was around and. Uh, you know, we had talked about it. My dad passed away in October, um, but Sorry. we had talked about it at different points of like, uh, you know, he wished he would have stepped in sooner. But she was very um, willing to like lie, like lie in court. She had worn like a neck brace before in court, like oh, when she didn't have one. God. And Michigan, like, uh, like a lot of the uh, more old-fashioned states are like more uh, 
friendly to the woman, uh, the mother in divorce and yeah, stuff. Because yeah. it's like, like California is actually like my boss, her husband had, she had to pay her husband alimony. And that's like, because wow. it's like California is more progressive. And they're like, well, that's, yeah. And it's like uh, where it's, if the woman's the breadwinner, she's got to do it. And, uh, but so Michigan, it's like, it was a much higher rate of giving custody to the woman. So he, he so he kind of figured by staying around, uh, you know, he had at least the ability to kind of monitor and protect it but you know at the yeah. same time which is he would take me out earlier and uh um but uh yeah they got uh separated around when i was uh eight in like second grade okay okay yeah. and yeah. then you lived with her uh, i would be with her like uh uh like two afternoons and alternating weekends every week two afternoons and my, alternating yeah. weekends and I, oh my, so you live with him predominantly yeah oh, yeah good, and my good, older good, brother would, was good at like uh he could protect like he was a good protector and stuff and like she would never you know he could get in the way and she wouldn't do anything to him yeah but uh she like uh we had a. Uh, um, it was weird because like my dad really wanted to make sure he got custody so we had some weird Damn. things in the divorce settlement like uh, my housekeeper who was kind of like a mother figure she was oh. like living nanny we we and we grew up real rich and stuff and had like a big house with a pool and stuff and just full-time like set like seven days six days a week like living housekeeper would drive us around to all our stuff and everything like that and so like a lot of rich kids nanny became like a mother figure but she yeah. like Took on a lot more, Julia. Great woman, lover. And um, but uh, yeah, she was in the divorce settlement. She was only allowed to be over on like certain days, and that was just to like just give my mom a concession so that like we'd uh you know to get like majority custody. And uh, so like she would park, but she would, it was her job, so we'd just kind of violate it. And uh, she would park at a church, and my dad would like pick her up and drive her over, and. I feel like the inclination is to think my dad was banging her. Yeah. Definitely not the case. Okay. You're like, <laughs> yeah. she was ugly. <laughs> a wonderful woman. Um, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, yeah, like one time her brakes got mysteriously cut. In no. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my God. Yeah, another time um, my it was um, I had baseball, like, like a baseball game, Little League, and um, it was my day to bring, in, bring treats for the team. And... Uh, it was my mom's day, so I'm like, oh, mom, will you bake some of, uh, you know, your best dessert or whatever? And uh, she's like, no, I'm too sick. Uh, I'm like, oh, why are you bringing sweets? She's like, can you buy, buy something? She's like, just have Julia do it. I'm like, but it's, you know, Julia, it's not Julia's day. Are you sure you're okay with that? She's like, yes, I'm fine with that. Oh, my so God. So it's like Julia made sweets. Julia's an amazing baker. She has a baking business now, Sweets by oh. Julia. Highly recommend if you're in Michigan. Um, and so, like... It was these awesome cupcakes. Everyone was loving them. And uh, it was at the baseball game, and my mom showed up with, like, 15 policemen. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my dad was, like, coaching third base and stuff. It was, like... Oh, my God. Yeah, it would have been embarrassing, but, like, one of the good things my dad taught me, I think it came a lot into, like, me becoming a comic was... Because, uh, like, I had, like, fucking... Starting at six, I had, like, dreams of, like, jumping off of, like, a balcony, like, recurring every night for, like, three years and stuff. Like How old? Six? Six, yeah. Suicide dreams. Yeah, basically. Like, which I didn't even, like, know what death was, but, like, the, you know, like, my mind is just, like, mm -hmm. here's a way out. But, like, uh, uh, which, you know, it's like, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, yeah, but, um, just to kind of find the humor and, like, yeah. the absurdity of all the situations, and it's, like, she's not 
it's like she's not like choosing to be that way and like you know she she denies it so there's like shame to it and stuff like that but uh you know and like but and it i mean it is to like i have a joke in my stamp about it but it's kind of funny of like just because like most people see a three-year-old and you're like that's the cutest thing yeah ever that's adorable then she just is like, it just like i just filled her with rage i just made her see red and that's just kind of a funny reaction yeah, to yeah, have yeah, to. yeah. or it's like she loved you so much she's like i'm gonna squeeze you squeeze you until you pop yeah yeah so okay so um your dad divorced her when you were eight yeah separate eight divorced around like 12 and did he divorce her because she was abusive yeah yeah yeah. like he uh and she would also you know he would get it too uh she would throw stuff at like uh plates metal like glass at him and stuff like she would miss but uh yeah yeah. she's a woman yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) like um but yeah no they were always like yelling and jerk cussing and stuff like i uh picked up a lot of uh good stuff to teach the other kids on the playground like i i gave my kindergarten teacher the middle finger uh wow pretty solid that's yeah. pretty intense uh, yeah, pretty advanced we're girls like that's hot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i was they're all over me uh <laughs> <laughs> no i did get a message uh, so basically like um so i was like for my mom i was getting the worst consequence possible no matter like what i would do you know i was getting yeah. like just at some point in the day i knew i was gonna get hit and no matter what i did and then like other so i'd get other consequences kind of didn't really feel like anything they're like oh we're gonna send you to the principal's office like oh is he gonna hit me no i don't give a fuck you're like i can handle this yeah yeah Yeah, i would like and i would i would i don't know i had no like i didn't kids can be are like afraid of adults a lot i had like no real fear of adults or whatever so i would always make them laugh and stuff and just end up having like a good time but like um so i just kind of uh, had no real sense of consequence so i kind of just and uh, you know i feel like with the getting hit i was like at some point i feel like i was like oh well let's let's maybe earn this <laughs> to some extent you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and again just so i would just kind of do whatever i wanted and i was like the worst kid i know really did but the teachers pick up on the fact that maybe you're being abused i don't know because I, I was uh mildly coached to uh you know Damn. kind of uh keep some of that uh because there was also, I, I had a bit about it too, where I had, uh, like, um, like I had, you know, this is everything I wanted, every video game, indoor pool, like a night, like a big indoor pool, yeah. like, uh, like no supervision at my mom's house too. We would like just in the light shit on fire and like throw stuff through the wall and stuff in the basement for like 10 months. Where was she? Upstairs. <laughs> she just, she wasn't like. The only part of parenting she really was interested in was, uh, you know, discipline. But uh, discipline. <laughs> there wasn't really an action. That you was were like her hand stress ball. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I learned it at a point because, like, one day she like I like when I was like four, I peed my pants, and she like I uh, I tried to hide it because I didn't want to get hit, and yeah. she like and she found out and she hit me. She's like, I did that because you lied. And then the next time I peed my pants, I like went and was like, look, I peed my pants, and she hit me. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! So I was like, oh, I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. I'm so confused because if she treated your other siblings normally, and then I would say like maybe if well, she yeah. was the one. At that point is just me and my brother. She would. Right. She would it's a pretty normal, normal uh, borderline personality thing yeah, to okay. um, like kind of. Um, like idolize, like make one be like kind of without wrong, and then the other one is oh. like, and it's like a way you can kind of like, it's just a way to control the situation and like I define see. like people. She's all like I yeah, she's got, she's got her good qualities. I had to like uh, 
learn to eventually just like accept her and love her because like I was resentful for a long time and it really only hurt myself at a point like you know you can't yeah. really like, like there was no it would have been you know wonderful for her to acknowledge the wrong she did apologize all that stuff but it's you know you can't make a person uh, I mean, yeah. not so. You think she has borderline personality disorder? Yeah, she's yeah. I mean, yeah, diagnosed him back when it was early and like rarely oh. diagnosed. Yeah. So, because yeah, I was gonna say you can't, you can't, uh, somebody like that. There's no attempt in trying. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so you, when your dad divorced her, so he never st- stepped in and was like, "Don't hit him." No, no, he would. He would, oh. she would only do it when he wasn't there. Oh. But he was. He was. Uh, okay. He was a good. He was a like he. She just didn't work anymore. She was out of the salons because. In the salon world, she was like a terrorist. Like she would like, I mean, she was she was always like tough nose and stuff. And but then like later, she got like she would just yell at people and fire people on like a whim and stuff, yeah. and just will. And then like like in business meetings, uh, like she like uh, she did that move like you only see in movies. She threw a glass of water in someone's face and stuff, Classic. and like yeah, yeah. you know, and in some ways, kind of girl boss but like kind yeah, of like yeah, she yeah. you know she came from she fled civil war came with like an infant child and she really made a business for herself right. and stuff and like real and really succeeded with nothing or whatever and yeah. uh yeah but um and then but yeah no it doesn't excuse it but there's you can just kind of separate where there's uh some qualities where you're like and you can see how they relate to each other too yeah, yeah. absolutely but, chaos yeah. coming from chaos providing chaos yeah so um when you were growing up then uh did you ever fight back yeah you yeah yeah t- you can take a sip oh thank you <laughs> we'll take a break here no just joking oh um yeah 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 i mean i would um i mean i remember once i was able i was able to stop her when i was 12 um how'd you do it uh just like i she tried to hit me we're out in public and stuff and which would not stop her um that's the worst that's yeah. when you know you really got a crazy bitch on yeah your hands. so it was like i caught one hand she tried to hit me with the other i caught the other Whoa. one she tried to kick me i was like blocking it and then i was like and i you know i kind of like pushed her against the wall and i and i did like yeah i didn't get violent or anything wow. but i was like yeah this is over like we, you're not doing this anymore and then uh did you say that yeah something like that wow. i don't remember the exact but like yeah it was a very uh very empowering moment <laughs> that's amazing that's yeah. also like <laughs> i feel like that's like mortal combat shit yeah like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> well yeah I, I i had a hair string temper i would I, like i was overall i was like a nice kid i overall like i tried to like uh i was a loyal friend and all that but i just uh like I grew up in a nice area, and I think I like none of the other kids really had older siblings. So I was like, uh, yeah, like people, kids were afraid of me. But they were. What do you mean? <laughs> no, no, no. I just had a hair string temper. I had a lot of friends and stuff, and like, uh, and was like, I, I wasn't like a bully. I just had like a short fuse, and. I mean, that's going to make sense because, like, when you grow up with someone like that, that you can't have a fuse if they fuse at you, like that. I don't even know if that makes sense, but if someone comes at you and you can't fight back or have a voice then yeah. it, it's so pent up definitely it, like comes out yeah. yeah it's also wild to grow up that rich and then also have that happening yeah, at yeah home. I agree. <laughs> and when you would go and see her um the 
minimal times that you did. I just say that because, like, mm. for a mother to have, like, that minimum. Did, oh, my question is when they got a divorce and the custody happened, did they claim that she was hitting you? Like, how did she end up getting such a bad deal on the custody, which she deserves? But I can't remember because I would have to, uh, you know, I had to go and talk to, like, a bunch of different people and okay. stuff. And, um, did you tell yeah, them the I think truth? There, yeah, um, I, I feel like it wasn't the full truth. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a part of me that's like, uh, that, you know, there was some, uh, like, uh, like my dad could have probably, you know, maybe uh, done more, made more of a stance on it or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I get where he was coming from and also, but. Uh, where was he coming from? Um, He's an interesting guy. Like, he always, like, uh, if you ever see Catch Me If You Can. Yes. When he's, like, gets in trouble in school and his dad, like, kind of, la- like, laughs with him about yes. it. My dad had a lot of that. He, like, he enjoyed kind of uh, outside of the box, uh, like, people who just went against the grain and kind of didn't fit into society. He kind of had, like, a group of misfits uh, almost as his friends who were, like, interesting. And But so I think he... Uh, um. You know, when it came, he he was absolutely wanted to protect his son and everything. But, like, leading up to that, he probably ignored a lot of, yeah. uh, like, red flags. Because he's like, oh, this is this person's so interesting. It's kind of, like, fascinating and life's fun and all that stuff. And then it was just, like, it turned so fast. And, you know, it's hard to make the choices in the moment and stuff. And, For uh, sure. You know, and he's got, you know, he had to... He had to live with, you know, whatever his choices were and whatever, like, was allowed to happen. But he always, you know, he really did his best. He took so much. Like, he was running a business, doing the market, and he was, like, the coach of my baseball team, the coach of my basketball team. And he was, like, so caring and, like, patient and thoughtful and stuff. I, you know, it's, he probably could have done uh, more, maybe, like, pulled the uh, trigger sooner. But, uh, you know, overall, I'm pretty grateful. it's funny because i feel like and i don't know if this is such a stereotype but women have the protective quality Mm -hmm. and men will protect i think they have the whole like i'll protect my spouse quality but the dad if we look at like tell like the entertainment world and like the roles that they play and when i talk to people like their dads were the ones that are if you have a good dad they're like the goofy the fun one Mm -hmm. the lighthearted one good cop yeah, you yeah. Know, but also bad cop like can discipline you. But the mother is like the protector. I'm watching Pamela Anderson's documentary. But you, you see that more so the mother is like, if I'm in if you're in a dangerous situation, I'm gonna get the kid out mostly. Yeah. Um and I just don't hear many stories of the dad doing that, but I also think that the gene there's like a gene that happens that gives the parents different uh mentalities but yeah. he understands that he did wrong he just didn't yeah and i mean he's got he he could he was really good at kind of like uh diffusing it no explaining and oh. like having like have like having a good sounding reason for uh when he might have uh messed up a little yeah. but he would like he would you know we f- yeah i mean we fled the house multiple times wow. and stuff like him with like me and my brother under his arms and stuff holy shit yeah yeah and where would you go uh, his my, my grandma's usually. Oh. She, yeah, she lived with us when he uh, uh, separated from my mom. But my grandma was older and sick, but like uh, I mean, she got sick a little later. But uh, yeah, he he you know he uh, loved his mom very much and all that. Well, but, also yeah. I think it's really hard when you are the like 
when you, we grow up and we look, we're like, why didn't our parents do all this stuff? But then we also have to consider the fact that like your dad was in a relationship with this woman. So mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you see this woman change and yeah. she's this crazy bitch and he's going to have to heal. And also he can't, he has to look out for you guys, but then he also has to deal with like his partner, someone he loved changing. A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah come really to terms hard. with that. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, it's, um, and I think it's, uh, the value and it. it's, you know, don't, you know, don't be crazy and abusive and hit your kids. But I, I think there is some value in like finding out that people you expect to like kind of be there for you and do right all the time that they'll fuck up or even like just completely fuck you over and like treat you horribly and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's some good preparation for the world, honestly, yeah. rather than if like everything just is, you know, if everyone just kind of treats you like you're a special little angel and yeah, stuff growing yeah, up that's it's like true. some disappointment i think uh kind of serves you well do you think that it's affected has the way your mother treated you affected you in any way in your career or dating or uh your confidence or yeah. how you see women in power yeah anything? yeah i i, I mean i i i've um i worked in the salon industry so there were a lot of women bosses and stuff and yeah. i've uh they're they've always been really like colorful people good at their job no bullshit like uh like no nonsense type of people like and uh just interesting so i've had like good impressions of women in power too but i like yeah no i was uh like yeah i had a weird uh i definitely had a weird relationship with uh like women growing up and stuff like uh I t- I just talked about this the uh, um other day, but uh like when I was seven, I would um try I would like uh, invite girls over for like play dates and stuff, and I would suggest we do like karate because I was taking karate. <laughs> and I would try it. I would like like tr- without explicitly saying it, I would try to get them to like kick me in the balls. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, because I I'd see it in movies and stuff, and like comedy movies and stuff, and no one ever did it. But I'd be like, you know, no rules. Uh, you know, you can do anything. There's no rules. Just uh, you know, just a fight. And I I also wouldn't hit a girl. And then so I would like stand with my like legs <laughs> and stuff and try <laughs> to get hit in the nuts. And then like and then um. And then in school, one of them's like, yeah, I did cry with Zach and I won. And I, in my head, I'm like, no, I let you win. I was just trying to get kicked in the nuts. But <laughs> Why are you trying to get kicked in the nuts? Because I, I just, I, you know, I, I'm not sure the exact psychology of it or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, the maternal relationship and stuff being yeah. violent and... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know. It's almost like make me hurt and that'll prove you love me. Something like yeah. that. Or, yeah, i just trying to replicate that... Uh, relationship and then I, I would just get uh like i would just get really nervous about women or i'd, I'd get like a really big crush kind of like when i was a kid and then be like that's the one for me or whatever and not like really try to look for a connection or whatever you know yeah. like um but um uh yeah and then i got like um sorry no, you're yeah <laughs> i got like into uh this whole yeah. Yeah. Like um. Yeah, guy. I, I just um. There was a part of me that like um. I was attracted. I. I was pretty good at putting a wall of like where I would let it get to and then getting out. But a lot of my early 
relationships in some way kind of reflected uh reflected my mom like uh in high school like i had a thing for this one girl and she would just like torment me and she'd be like uh like if you like do my homework for me i'll like give you a head and then really she, yeah, and then what she, grade? Just, she wouldn't though oh uh, <laughs> yeah. jesus yeah yeah and then um and like but you know after like seven or eight times this was like eighth and ninth grade and after like seven or eight times i'm like i know she's not going to i'm kind of i'm a willing participant in this game yeah. but and then into high school and like she was a psycho like when we were like 17 she would like uh put on like she would like like i i had no stomach for like someone breaks their leg videos or something she would want to watch like snuff videos and stuff oh. and like she i don't think any of them were real but like she would make she'd be like if you watch like 10 minutes of these videos on snuff x uh, which is a website, snuffx.com, sponsor okay. of the pod. Uh, <laughs> Shout out, we'll tag you. Yeah, and just like, yeah. And so I had to watch videos of like people seemingly getting beheaded or drawn and quartered. Whoa. And then she would be like, and then I'll kiss you. And then, uh, yeah. And yeah. would she kiss you? I got one kiss. You got, whoa. Yeah. That is, so you started to go for the crazy bitches. Yeah, yeah. I'm for my, my first uh, like ever girlfriend, it was like after boarding school, she like, she like pulled a knife on me and stuff i was also playing some games at that point but yeah. she was also a little much whoa it was also i played games after she like threatened to kill herself if i broke up with her and then i was like classic yeah and i was like well i'm not gonna break up with her because i don't want her to kill herself uh and now i'm like I, yeah i would just break up with that person <laughs> <laughs> you're like they, yeah. well it's i wouldn't talk to you anyways we're gonna break up yeah so okay so then in high school so you defended sorry when you were 12 you mm -hmm. defended yourself mm -hmm. then what happened from there from there um so i was just the worst kid around like um seventh grade i got suspended like 13 times in one year um damn it was really solid but like i was also it was like when uh you know they st i think around the time they started doing like that you get more funding if like the standardized test scores are high and i would go i was like really bright i would get like the highest score really on, like all the like english reading comprehension math tests everything like that i'd be like 99th percentile and shit damn. so they would like like, the first time I got in trouble in seventh grade was, like, uh, going on a field trip and writing, like, fuck you. Like, blowing on the bus window and writing fuck you, like, as we were passing cars. But the teacher's like, but he wrote it in mirror letters. So I think we should let him slide because that was impressive. <laughs> Which is nothing. But That's just, so funny. But uh, I just got, like, and then, um, so sixth grade I got away with a lot. And then I, then after getting suspended 13 times, a bunch of fights, uh, other stuff, too, I would, like, I caught my choir teacher a bitch and uh, like just just acting out usually kind of uh, usually victimless though or yeah. harmless like just kind of I like to just try to like you know like in second grade I like I went to a, n a new school because of the separation and like uh, and just like well I heard I don't know where I heard it but you like through like TV shows and stuff I heard of the thing of like when you go to like a new like a new prison or a new school like you beat it you find the like toughest guy and beat them up or whatever to show you're tough so i, I, I heard about that. who the toughest kid was and i and i punched him in the stomach and then um really yeah and then like three days later i gave in the middle of class i gave myself a swirly with with nothing in the toilet oh. but just like just as like and it worked i made a bunch of friends and they thought wow. it was like funny and out of control and stuff it worked Damn. for guys yeah oh um you were because you were asked if like the girls were like like because yeah. I was a bad boy and all that stuff. Um, one like uh, uh, 
woman messaged me like five years ago. She's like married now, but she was like, because I was, it was in response to one of my stories. She's like, I used to watch you in fourth grade and I was just this quiet, shy girl. And I was like, he's so crazy. He could do anything. I was just in awe and amazed by you. No <laughs> way. Yeah. This is so funny because yeah. no offense, but like, that's not your persona now. No, you know no, I, I, mean? I, I calmed way the fuck down. That's great. Yeah, I and for a while, I mean, like I had like a into my uh, into my late twenties, I had a major drinking problem, like out okay. here and stuff. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Okay. But um, so yeah, so I get suspended like thirteen times in seventh yeah. grade, which is a you know I'm proud of that number. That's that's, uh, that's pretty high. Yeah, and then I so I, I got sent to like a boarding school because it was gonna be more structured, not a boarding uh private school, like a, a country day school, and. Uh, I just got, a, I made it like a year and three quarters there before they uh, kicked me out and asked me to leave. And then it was just like, we're running out of options. So it was like, I went to a wilderness program. I had seen like five different types of therapists at that point too. And, and that was brought on by your dad, your dad. Yeah. Was- yeah. My dad was like, you know, he wanted to find the solution I get, but like also maybe, uh, yeah, I was a little coach too. I'm like, uh, you know, you don't want to get taken like i mean once the separation happened and some of them were just annoying and like um like after the divorce like my therapist like didn't believe like i was like no i'm really happy because i don't have to see my mom as much and it's really good and they're like no you're like divorce upsets kids and like they wouldn't accept they thought i was just lying or whatever like they thought you were suppressing your emotions and just saying that wow okay and like another one i saw this was like later but it was like i got the raw shock test or whatever with the ink blots and they're like, oh, I've always wanted to do that. Oh, it's so fucking stupid. Because oh. they're like, uh, <laughs> it's she's like clearly she's like you're um, uh, you like you're you're you live in fear of your dad and you're very terrified of him and stuff and your mom is like uh, this nurturing caring oh figure. Oh my god! I'm like no, that's like the opposite. Yeah. And she's like no, she's like subconsciously. Uh, I'm like, can I see the cards again? This is like 15. I was such a smart ass. Yeah. Or like 13 or 14. And it's like the one, the dad card is like, it looks like fucking Godzilla. Like okay. it's like, a bit, so I'm like, it's a big scary dinosaur. Yeah. And the mom card looks like a butterfly and where she's like, she's like, no, these are pretty concrete. And I'm like, and like, I, as a kid, I'm like, like, I mean, weren't these made in like the seventies? Yeah. Like, I'm like, I, I think it's probably just like, cause that's how parents were. Yeah. The, it's biased. The parental role. So, so they're like, oh What's this look like? Oh, what's your relationship with your dad like? Oh, those are equal. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, not if they're not. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, so I got frustrated with the whole thing. And I got, like, five different diagnoses and stuff. Oh, really? What were so, they? Like, um, and to me, it's like, because I'm sure two or so might have been accurate. But, like, I, I think at a point, it's like you go to a new therapist. They're like, mm-hmm. this one said this, uh, but it doesn't seem to be working. And then they have the ego. They're human, you know, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I'll figure out what's actually going on and stuff. So, uh, like, ADD, ADHD, um, depression, suicidal depression. I've never, I've truly never thought of killing myself. <laughs> that one was oh my God. same therapist, and she got disbarred. Um, oh my god so uh okay. but it was like this these again pictures and stuff so it's like a guy sitting on a windowsill and just like it's black and white and he's just like staring out the windowsill like this and i'm like he looks really sad and, like he's thinking about something deeply and she's like what do you think he's thinking about i'm like i don't know it looks like he's thinking about like jumping or something or offing himself yeah and then because of that uh she it's called the suicide card 
But it's like 13% of people see that. You're and like, stuff. I'm trying to tell the story. <laughs> yeah. I'm just analyzing the guy like this. Is yeah. yeah. And uh, so for that one, and she she was like, she claimed she could get rid of my ADD. It was like I had to put on these headphones and like a cowbell would like play at an interval, like every like X amount of seconds. And you had to like, you had a sensor on your hand and you had to like kind of clap and you get closer and closer. And at the end of 15 weeks, your ADD was supposed to be gone. No way. Yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> oh my God. Um, um, like PTSD was another one, Maybe. which is probably valid. But yeah. at, at the time I was like, you know, they're like, oh, it's for, yeah, it's, they were just starting to expand the definition. And, but it was like, I was like, compared to like, you know, soldiers who witnessed like actual death and stuff and yes. like blowing up, I was like, oh, it's not that, but I was probably in a little denial. I could see that one. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and like there was stuff I came to terms with later. Cause like I was being so self-destructive for a while. I was like, like. Oh, I have a right. Like, my life was fucking nuts. I kind of have a right to, but eventually no one cares. You're just an adult who's responsible for your actions, and you got to gotta get your shit together, you that's, know? That's a wise thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah, so it's um, that. Um, those three, I, I, I don't really remember what else. The first person I saw was when I was six. I would just play games with him and stuff. But I think he, <laughs> yeah, like I, 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 it was, yeah, when I was six. I, I, did, I did therapy when I was in grade five yeah. and I played games with him as well. Yeah. We never talked about anything. No. Yeah. But I did. We, I would be like, let's play Street Fighter. Cause he's like, what game do you want to play? And I'd be like, let's play Street Fighter. And I would like, uh, make him be like chun Li, and then i'd be like and then you win and you beat me up <laughs> so, oh my God. so i think he kind of got into yeah. the whole uh the nut kicking game uh <laughs> part of my psyche yes. probably probably had some stuff to say about that i also had a problem with the whole like going to therapists as a kid because they're like you can talk about anything and we you know we won't tell your parents it's confidential but it's like yeah but you're gonna tell my parents how what kind of crazy you think i am and you're yeah. not gonna tell me like the trust once i was like a teenager i was like this is bullshit i don't the trust isn't really there like i get that that's yeah. so true actually yeah, yeah. you're like at least tell me what it is yeah. i will say it is good that you were in therapy at a young age and that your dad did that um mm -hmm. so then from there from high school is your mom still around or like yeah is she still in your life now yeah yeah and she's calmed down she, she uh has. yeah she got kidnapped by an uber driver and like they what? threatened to leave her in a ditch and i feel like it kind of gave her like uh some perspective and she uh she yeah i don't know she got like a little uh She's always been generous, but she got like less like uh, trying to like play people behind their backs and just enjoying family. Since when then. did she change? And like like, ten, like seven years ago, seven yeah, years in Florida, ago. leaving a casino, Uber driver was like, "Oh, I got to stop to check the tires," and then someone got in the car with them and Whoa. was like, "I got a gun," and they like drove around to different ATMs and had her withdraw money, and then they're like, um, and then they just kept telling her they were gonna kill her and leave her in a ditch and stuff, and uh, and then they're like. Uh, at a certain point, they they're like, "All right, now get out of the car and like walk the other way." And they, you know, they just drove off. And uh, whoa, and walk, like, did um, they ever catch him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the guy was in the Uber driver was in on it. Oh my god! Yeah, and like, he, and he so just dumb. turned on the guy right away. It was it was they've solved that crime so fast. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Okay. And did you distance yourself though between like as you were growing up and like now you're in? you're in high school did you still have a relationship with her or oh, i mean i would you know i would like 
live at her house part-time and stuff. She's still at partial custody. But um, once I was able to stop hitting her from hitting me, I would be I would like I, I would be like the white kid you hear like black comics talking about like fuck you mom you fucking bitch you can't tell me to do sh-. like yeah. my friends remember like she like I'd be walking out the house and she'd be like tie your shoes Zachy and I'd be like fuck you cunt like you can't oh tell me what to do oh my god yeah you know, fairly <laughs> but, but you're it's just repressed anger yeah, like yeah. no one knows our like, stories yeah right <laughs> wow and, yeah yeah and some of my friends like I you know because I've had like uh, the like a close-knit group of friends since elementary school like four people and you know i filled them in a little more like later in my adulthood but yeah at the time they're just like man this actress doesn't give a fuck <laughs> yeah Which, uh, yeah but um you're like no i'm angry yeah. okay and yeah we would and we would get into it all the time she like yeah like um but uh yeah i got sent to like a wilderness program and uh what age uh 15 it's a nice program though wasn't it costs a lot of money, but uh-huh. it's, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, uh, you go out and live in the woods for, like, an uh, undetermined amount of time till they decide you're ready to be By done. yourself? Uh, with a group of, like, nine other troubled teens and, okay. like, a couple advisors. And so, you don't bring anything. You don't bring, you, you, they give you, like, one pair of clothes that you wear the whole time. You, uh, you hike, like, ten miles in the desert every day with a pack, and you're carrying all your guys' like, food and I shit did, like I did that. that just for fun, Just though. for fun. I went to camp, and that's what it was. Well, summer camp, we would do that for, like, five days. We did it for 36. Okay. But, I was, yeah. but yours was more disciplined. Yeah, like, I was yeah. N- I was nine weeks and stuff. And also, it was, like, we had to, like... Uh, like, we'd shower once a week out of, like, just water in a bucket, like, cold water in a bucket, yeah. and, like, wash ourselves. And, like, like when you're doing that, or, like, you when you get there, you dig a latrine with a bucket, and everyone would just go shit in a hole. And, like, you had to yell your name out so they'd know you weren't running away. Oh, yeah. but after the wilderness, I had to go to a therapeutic boarding school for bad oh. kids, which was, like, a real call. Like, like the one, um, I don't know if you heard about the one, like, Paris Hilton got sent to. Yeah, yeah, but, like, I watched that That dog. got shut down, and, like, half that staff went and started my boarding school, and now mine shut down. No! Wait, you yeah. went to that kind of boarding school? Yeah, yeah, like, Cyanon influenced, like, screaming into the ground, uh, smush piles, like, uh, oh yeah, it was, like, God, creepy Zach. and weird, like, I think, like, 20 of the, like, 200 kids I went to school with have either killed themselves or OD'd. No! Yeah. Oh my God! How long were you there for? Uh, like a year and a half, uh, like eighteen months. Yeah. What I was your experience? Uh, what what yeah. was the day to day like? Uh, so it was like, um, okay, so you'd wake up whatever time, you get ready. There's room inspection and stuff like that. That was kind of military school, like you know, like your uh, clothes all facing the same way, like uh, everything folded, bed made tightly, and. I grew up with a maid cleaning up after me. I would throw my shit on the ground and right. stuff. Like yeah, I, I yeah. never, I didn't know how to do anything. Yeah. And um, honestly, I didn't have a maid, and I still throw all my shit on the ground. So. <laughs> I still do. Too, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, sometimes just, just your behavior. Yeah. Um, and then it was then you had like kind of a morning cleaning group you were part of, and you would do uh, uh, that. Like just different chores. You were either cleaning the main room. It was in Southern Virginia because they would uh, they open up in states where it's hard to prosecute against them and stuff. Oh my god! And like with like lax child abuse laws, like in the wilderness. I oh, 
it started off with a hiking and then towards the end of the wilderness like uh when there was a three week week period where we did trail work which was we were stoked because we didn't have to like because you'd have to like break down camp and set it up every morning and set it up when you'd get to the new location it was and like pack and unpack and your pack was packed so tightly so we got to just plop down in camp and like just use like sledgehammers and pickaxes and stuff but i was building trail for the state of utah like unpaid labor as a 15 year old oh <laughs> like, after three weeks they gave us a steak dinner and we're like this is amazing what? <laughs> yeah oh, and were they really abusive no no i mean no the, it was all like fucking like ex-drug addict hippies and shit who okay. were like the uh oh counselors God. with you they were like good people and it was, it was yeah it was all 12 steps heavy i wasn't a drug person but there was a lot of people who were like ex-drug addicts and stuff uh, so it wasn't like what paris hilton went through where they would like the more she rebelled and they would stick her in like a dark cave and like pour water on her and shit there was uh no there was some the wilderness wasn't like that the boarding school was like you there was there's definitely isolation shit bands where you couldn't talk to or make eye contact with anybody um uh the workshops were weird there, there was like five different workshops that happened over the course of your time there so that wasn't like as much as the day-to-day but those were like really intense they'd sleep deprive you like not Whoa. feed you a lot like you'd have to like uh you know like uh you you like had to cry like i would just make myself cry like because i, I kind of didn't genuinely cry between the ages of like nine and 25 really <laughs> yeah have you cried since? Yeah, yeah 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 now i'm like normal but <laughs> <laughs> and was it your dad that sent you there or your mom uh but mo- mostly my dad but my mom was super on board with it like uh when i got done the boarding school was like uh, zach seems to have a good group of friends at home who are good influences and stuff we usually recommend if they're not going to college they go to another boarding school but we think Cone would be a good idea for him and my mom was like no i think you should go to a boarding school another no. boarding school yeah <laughs> and it's her fault yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah there we had i mean we had like family group and it was like before like they're like set up your family sculpture and i was like i had like you get like other kids and you're like uh group like you had group therapy like three times a week and you had like a home group and every night you do a one-on-one with someone where you at first you're just telling them your life story and then like but gradually you're just talking about what's going on and doing using their little tools and stuff and uh and the smush piles were like at night you would all like lay in a big pile like uh, someone's head would be on my tummy and then like someone's head would be on their tummy you just build out into a big a smush pile. pile yeah and like you would tossle their hair and stuff which is kind of it was it was you know what do you mean would you like sleep like that no no you would just oh. be like that for like a half hour and just oh. like all loving and embracing each other but like the adults Jeez. would be in there too so that's yeah. not okay <laughs> that is i mean listen i'll yeah. be honest though as a camp counselor, if a camper wanted to tickle my head and play with my yeah. hair, I I would do. It feels sure, nice. Yeah. yeah, there's like this loving, accepting environment and yeah. stuff. But there were some creepy, predatory people there. Were too. there? A little bit, yeah. Like there was one. This dude, Andy, uh, Andy Co. I don't. I don't care about saying his name. Say it. Um, you know, I can't say he ever like actually touched anyone, but he did. Uh, in my experience, gravitate towards the. Uh, more popular good-looking 17 and 18 year old girls and like really develop relationships like personal relationships with them and And they're rebels so then like now a man accepts them and they feel yeah yeah no they attracted some fucking weirdos but um i'm gonna plug this back in cool keep going um and uh oh so yeah so um yeah, but the day to day, so yeah, like the smush piles, it was uh that was like the the 
evening. So you were just kind of uh, throughout the day. You'd go to classes. It was weird. We had some like the bat like the English department was incredible. Like we had like. Uh, uh, like professors from Ivy League schools and stuff, and then like the science department was like dog shit. Like I had failed biology twice because like science is just so boring to me. And um, there I got one hundred twenty percent in biology. Um, the teacher would just—it was like the easiest multiple choice test ever, and she like uh, would just have us watch CSI half of the classes and stuff. Like and. Uh, oh, that was her forensic science class. But, um, yeah, so it was, it was weird, like, the education. But um, this one was a popular one because, like, they did they disguised it. It wasn't, like, a bad – they made it seem like a college prep school instead of, yeah. like, a, um, instead of a bad kid school or whatever. But, um, yeah, one of the worst people of this whole thing is uh, – if do you know what educational consultants are? No. So there, there's like a Sopranos episode with it too. But like, uh, basically recommended by a therapist, and they use all the same uh, like kind of therapist language. And she's the one who recommended these like schools in the wilderness and everything. And they, you know, they seem like professional therapists, but they're really just sale. They get commissions from the schools and stuff. Oh my god. And they're god. Just, you know, it's just these parents who are like, we we don't know what to do. Like I got kicked out of two schools basically, and it's like. I was able to go to Andover. but was like, I'm probably just going to do the like uh, the public school or whatever, and I'm, I'll probably just get kicked out of there too. And I kind of just didn't give a shit. I wasn't doing my schoolwork or anything like that. I would cut Damn. out in class and just yeah. I just wanted to have fun with my friends. It was again mostly uh, harmless, but like I got my dad, you know, wanted me to have options and stuff in yeah. my future, and he was just concerned. But uh, uh, yeah. So I get so after all that. It was weird to reacclimate, especially too, because like these, they give you these tools that you just can't use in the real world yeah. and stuff. Like you can't just be fucking screaming all the time. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't be like on the stream, be like ah, screaming. Yeah, <laughs> and like especially yeah, especially out here living in fucking apartments where yeah. it's like I share walls and my floor is someone else's ceiling yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. And like just making friends again was weird because you're like, you know, you say you meet someone and you tell them your whole life story, all your traumas, like all this shit and stuff. I remember uh, like I had a thing for a girl when I was like in junior year of high school when I got back and uh, like it was MySpace had just come out and it was like homecoming night and I saw like her next to her name and said online and then I messaged her. I was like. The next day, I was like, I saw that you were online during homecoming. You also didn't go. <laughs> oh, my God. I was God. like, oh, that's the creepiest thing yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's normal, actually. Yeah, yeah but I was like, I, just the social, because I, I went through puberty there, too. Like, I had to, like, ask a kid to teach me how to shave and stuff. Oh, like, my God. Yeah, like, um, all, and so it was just, like, my socialization just got really fucked up that's, there. Yeah. And, and it was like, I had a lot of, I, I was fucking up in a bad kid, but I had a lot of self-confidence and a lot of, like, I am who I am and I'm cool with that and wow, stuff. And I really good. had to suppress a lot of that boarding school. Oh. Cause if you, fu- if you didn't like fall into line and it was like, there was, there was such a like fucking snitch mentality. And like, it was like, you would get leadership positions, which meant you got more soda and candy, which we got like twice Whoa. a week. So, okay. which, Weird. um, and I love soda and candy, but I held the least leadership positions of anyone in my graduating class. I made, I love I, soda and candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, so yeah, I just didn't want to fucking like, 
be a big snitch and tell on other people but i mostly went under the radar until like they're like you're not doing enough emotional work you gotta like and then i just made some shit happen and made myself cry because otherwise you get sent back to the wilderness or have to stay there longer and stuff oh my god yeah Yeah, it'd be a big thing whenever anyone would turn 18 they're like are they gonna leave are they gonna walk down the road or are they gonna stay because you get really sucked into kind of the this like I, I mean, I think a cult's a fair association to it. Yeah, it's weird because you don't choose it. You're, you know, you have to go. But your then parents it's a, chose yeah. it. Yeah, and then yeah. you just like you. If you don't fall in line, then it's like you, you can get, try to fake it. But yeah, like there were times where like thirty kids got sent back to the wilderness because they were like running some like underground cigarette thing or whatever. Oh my god! And Damn. Yeah. Okay. So it really just kind of. Uh, I was like really just loud and outgoing with everybody like i just like and then i I got really reserved around new people after that and like in certain social situations and stuff like i just it's i i it took a while i just i'd say maybe like like last two or three years i kind of la also the last uh, two or three years i kind of like kind of like refound some like some of that uh like some of my like self i've I, i have some self-confidence but i just just this nervousness this anxiety around people of like judge of like just being judged or thought of in a certain way and stuff and it just i i don't know i think uh a lot of some of it comes from my childhood but i kind of i never blamed myself for like what happened with my mom it was so irrational and so many people thought liked me and thought highly of me so many adults like thought i like you know enjoyed you were validated by other adults and your mom yeah did that and then you got punished and then you had to go to all these boarding schools and then now you can't be yourself because if you're not yourself then you have to go back to the wilderness and then yeah you, you're a confident person but you lost all of your rights to be who you are kind yeah. of yeah yeah and just the last three years it came back. yeah i mean in la kind of exacerbated it it's a tough fucking city it's yeah. a tough industry totally. where it's like uh and I and I went through the worst of my drinking right in front of the whole comedy scene, and that was like really vulnerable and embarrassing and shit like that. Yeah, you know? and you don't drink now. No, nah, no, nah, I don't yeah. drink. But uh, yeah, it was <laughs> it sucked. I was like blacking. I like uh, my like second or third year here, I blacked out like two hundred nights in like a wow. year or something. Yeah, and it's just. I mean, in yeah. comedy though, like that's just what happens. I mm-hmm. think it's better than doing it like in an office. <laughs> yeah, know? for sure. It's it's definitely a little more normal. And I don't feel. I feel like that's. I definitely had somewhat of a reputation like that. I don't feel like it's really my reputation. Like yeah, you're like that's not who I was currently so, and stuff. But and yeah, I've just yeah, I just have a good group of people who like mm-hmm. uh, I'm like yeah, I, I just yeah, the confidence is like there again which is i truly think that like i wish more comics listened to this podcast not because of me getting listeners (laughs) but i've had only comic uh mostly comics on so far and everybody's backstory to the way their parents treated them it explains so much as to why they are the way they are yeah and you just for me personally when i get to know people's backstories i'm like oh my god I see you now. Like I get, there's so much more to it instead of just this like face, you judge what they do. And if people heard your story, then you'd be like, no. And then this happened, this happened. So like you're drinking a lot to suppress that. And that's why I just wish more comics listen to this, especially if like there's somebody that you don't like, if I had them on the podcast, (laughs) like listen to their story because it explains so much. Yeah. And we don't talk to each other about this stuff all the time, which I do. I'm like, tell me your (laughs) shit. But, um, so that yeah it's it's like i, I think well, there's a societal problem with that i mean yeah not to get on any like bandwagon and but like i a lot of like uh 
cancel type shit when people are like we just we we paint a picture like people feel very comfortable painting a very full picture of someone based on like a single moment exactly. in their life and yeah. stuff yeah yeah and it's so much more we there were so many more hurdles to get over to get to where we are so um just because i want to make sure we yeah. get this in uh we with your dad oh yeah what was the recent story that you were telling me so my dad passed away uh in october and uh, you know i love my dad like more than anyone um but it was uh yeah it was everyone there's not a single person who knew this but he at some point he had like 40 50 million dollars and wow yeah and everyone thought that was still was the case and he had without telling anybody basically lost all of it he lost all of it yeah so and i had lived a lot of my life kind of like well i can just fuck around a bit because i'm gonna have this like uh (laughs) and i still got a decent amount of money like money where i'm gonna be okay like because i have life insurance policies and stuff but it's not like set for life never have to worry uh type of uh money so ever and was he remarried no, but okay. he had like uh, I think some of the money definitely was uh, some of it was just uh, risky investments, options trading, and stuff like that. Which I was like, we would talk about stuff, and I could never wrap my head around it. And yeah. uh, now it kind of makes more sense because it just seemed a, it just seemed a little gambly. But um, so everyone thought that he had fifty million, and then and when you say everyone, is it like there was like, people that thought they were going to get the money, or yeah, a lot of people, yeah, thought like uh, yeah, you know, and then it just brings out some stuff in people. You have people who like uh, just their uh. There was a real dichotomy, you'd see, between uh, as he was, like, you know, dying, because it, it happened very fast. He got uh, diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer, oh, and then geez. a couple of weeks later, he had a massive stroke. And oh, then no. Was, and then, uh, luckily, I, you know, I flew home before, right, b- before he got his diagnosis, and we had a conversation, which felt silly at the time, of, like, if this is the last time we talk, you know, I just went, like, I'm proud of you, I love you, I'm like, oh, you know, I'd, yeah. And I told him, like, you know, it's because he would always, like, suggest jokes to me. And I would usually be like, the Democrats are like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And You're I'm like, like, I'm not going to do that. And no I also dad. just don't, I know, yeah. I don't take jokes from almost anybody. Yeah. I, I just like to write my material yeah. and shit. But, um, but you know, I told him and I meant it that I was like, because he was always the funniest person to me growing up. And he, re- I consider him a huge source of inspiration for my, like, uh, sense of humor and everything. So I told him, like, he was, you know, like a big inspiration to all my material. And then, and then, yeah, and he was, that he was proud of me, which was nice because I, I always felt he was, but also, like, I, you know, I, I blew off school. I, you know, he wanted me to, he liked the comedy option, but he was worried. He's worried because, uh, you know, I, of not giving myself all the options I could have and stuff. He was supportive of me following my dreams, but like also like wish I would have, uh, you know, set myself up with more of a safety net, which I'm working on now and stuff. Yeah. I think it was because it sounded like you we're like we got bamboozled but not in a way no. that your dad was uh grimy or anything but it was no. like when you're saying like people that were expecting it was it like your brother or no who? no I mean, my family is all cool but like uh personal friends and stuff of his oh, and I see, stuff I see. who like and uh like um my mom was actually by the way uh when my dad passed away there was a lot of people had for multiple reasons uh, a tough time there was you know there's on top of uh losing someone very fast this kind of uh sense of oh this this large new piece of information you can't talk to this person about it but my mom so it was i felt like uh i was i was kind of uh 
had to really I was glad I was in a good place personally where I had stopped yeah. I hadn't been drinking a while I'd been seeing a therapist I was taking good care of myself so I, I felt I was in a good position to uh deal like I processed I felt the emotions I you know I like went through it but I was also like you know we gotta take care of some shit too and uh but my mom was like the most pragmatic and uh she had, I mean she's she has like 11 siblings and like she's the youngest so she's experienced a lot of death right. recently yeah. but she was so helpful and like wow. pragmatic and on the ball like and like just kind of like good advice and like helpful through the whole process and everything and uh yeah like and I mean in some ways she's one of the most competent and smart people she's extremely charming too mm. like she's like she'll yes yeah. borderline personality disorders yeah. are extremely charming you have to spend eight days with her you're gonna get the real yeah. view of her but if you're around her for two days or something she'll be she'll charm your pants off like yeah this is a wild story because it turned out where she was like a monster and <laughs> then you had to go through all the repercussion of like kind of how she laid your life out for you mm-hmm. and your personality but then now she's like a better per like you have a good relationship with her. Solid. As good as good. I love her. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I, I like who I am and how I turned out and stuff for better or worse. I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I don't really want to be anyone else or that different. Really. I kind of, uh, I dig my sense of humor, my like, uh, how I am with people. Like, I think I try to be a pretty decent person overall and shit. And, uh, I don't know. I just think you're a product of uh, your, you know, upbringing and stuff to whatever extent, and I'm grateful to exist in the capacity I do. Yeah, wow. Zach, that is a... (laughs) That's your story. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Good for you. Do you think that, like, therapy... If you hadn't had all that therapy, you would have been able to come to that? I know it's a hard question, but you would have been able to come to it on your own, or do you think that it is very helpful? It's so hard to say because it was so part of my life, but... um, I don't know. I it was. I would. I. I think I'm pretty self-reflected, reflective, and like I, I'm curious as to why I do things in a certain way, mm-hmm. and like why I'm, if I'm behaving in a certain way. Like obviously the drinking would like not myself, and like was avoidant to yeah. thinking about those and addressing that stuff. But when I'm just kind of like in a neutral state, I kind of I do want to understand why I act some way, why other people act certain ways and stuff. So I think yeah. I, the human condition does interest me, like, yeah, uh, me too. philosophically and psychologically. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing that story. Yeah, thanks for having Do me. Do you want to uh, tell people where they can find you? Uh, yeah, at hack underscore Stein on uh, Instagram and uh, probably on TikTok, too. <laughs> I know, I'm the same. I'm yeah, the same. I'm like, I'm on TikTok, but... Yeah. yeah, I think it's the same on everything at H-A-C-K underscore S-T-E-I-N. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, oh this was great. When's it going to uh, air? It'll come out uh, next Thursday. I don't know what shows I have after that. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, me yeah. Oh, well. But, uh, you know, it'll be on Instagram. Yeah, it'll be. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.